0: Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Learning Exchange. For today's episode, I really want to just hone in on uh, kind of my thoughts and musings about the learning and development community. Uh, over the last six months, uh, I have seen incredible things take place, which have just continued to reinforce my uh, my personal beliefs and professional beliefs that trainers are an unbelievably talented and incredibly Creative uh, group of people. I've, I've never run into another group that is more resourceful. Uh, and, and in many cases, it's because we have to be, right? Uh, let's just be honest. It, it, for those of you out here who have been in the L and D community for a while, whether you've been an instructional designer, whether you've been a director of training, we all find ourselves in the same boat, which is do more with less. Um, which has always been a little bit counterintuitive to me, but it's it's the reality that we've been faced with. And it, you know, in the last six or seven months, as the pandemic has taken hold, what I've seen is, is that we have risen to the challenge on countless occasions. Um, and we've done so with uh, a sense of purpose and a sense of passion. And really taking the best of what we've been able to learn over our individual careers and put it all together. We oftentimes build something out of nothing. And, you know, it, as I have sat back and observed the LD community at large, as I've talked with customers, as I've talked with friends, um, I continue to hear story after story, after story of examples of the, the learning and development teams really bringing solutions to the business, not just for training, uh, but also kind of tapping into all of the capabilities, all of the skills, all of the experiences that we've had, and using those in in a new and fun way. Um, as As I think about the types of training that have had to evolve in light of the pandemic, you know, we, back in March, we saw almost every business around the world be forced into a shift, a seismic shift of no longer having access to an entire employee. We have access to their mind. Uh, we have to put in extra work to make sure we have access to their heart, uh, but we we don't have access to their environment anymore. In January of this year, when we were delivering training, we were delivering training in a world where the employee was in our environment. We, as the learning community, had control over the environment. Whether it's an in-person training and bringing people together in a room in a physical space, uh, we we have control. Whether it is delivering learning through e-learning, in an LMS still it's an area where we have control most of the times the consumption of that e-learning is done while someone's at work so we have we have a bit more understanding of the total picture we understand what may be on the mind of the employee as they're engaging with training we may be able to proactively Uh, address any obstacles that we suspect are there, even if we don't have clear line of sight, but just, you know, shifting from that, that space where we can see everything, where we have an understanding of everything and uh, where we're in the driver's seat, then everything shifts. And we saw many, many, many people struggle. We saw a lot of struggle right out of the gate with people attempting to just take their PowerPoint presentations and put them online. Um, What we saw happen time and time again, all the stories that we hear are, that's not effective. Um, Because you're now putting something that was built with a mindset in which we have control and we're deploying it in a manner in which we don't have control. And in many cases, our employees are now working from home where they might be working from home alongside their spouse. They might have a house full of kids that are school age and require extra oversight. Um, there could be additional stressors that are facing uh, extra stressors that people are facing because of uh, financial challenges. Uh, you know, as, as COVID has hit, uh, it's it's changed everything for everyone and if i am stressed about new things that i wasn't stressed about before and i'm not going into an office but rather i'm working from my house and i'm sharing that space with other people it you know creates an issue where we we now have to figure out how do we address that how do we compete with that how do we account for that in our training Uh, enter the world of creative solutions Uh, We've seen countless people, of course, you know, option one is really go back to the drawing board and rebuild the training from scratch, right? We just kind of start over, we rewrite the learning objectives, we rebuild the roadmap, the journey through this content with the current climate in mind. I haven't seen a lot of businesses do that. I haven't seen a lot of, I haven't heard of a lot of people taking that drastic of an approach, mostly because they just don't have time. Because uh, this is not the only problem that businesses are facing, and this is not the only problem that learning and development resources are are struggling with. Um, so in many cases, we've had to figure out how we make minor adjustments, how we account for the shift. And, you know, that that has resulted in, yet again, the learning and development community kind of rising to the challenge, looking at all the tools that are available, maybe building a new toolkit. Um taking the presentations that we've delivered in the past and when we're in a physical space where I can look you eye to eye, I can put you in a table team and and really have a discussion and facilitate kind of multiple groups in a single physical room, uh, people have now started to ramp up their capabilities and leveraging tools like Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever your meeting tool is. you know most most recently, I have seen a surge of people leveraging the breakout rooms' capabilities within Zoom as an example, where we're we're now comfortable with the idea that we are looking at our new world. Uh, we're looking at the new environment in which we operate and we've adapted. Uh, we're bringing things like Prezi video, uh, more interaction where perhaps I'm inside the presentation. Uh, We've seen the creative use of backgrounds in Zoom meetings and WebEx. We've seen all of the tools sort of kind of catch up and level off in terms of feature sets uh, where where now the, the training community is leveraging those feature sets to help drive forward some innovation, drive forward some adaptation in the learning experiences. In addition to this, we're we're seeing people really start to leverage gamification in a different way. Um, perhaps we're building into our learning experiences things that create interaction in different ways, maybe using some fun tools, which are uh, designed to help us create games and challenges and competitions uh, to uncover who knows what. Think of it like a virtual trivia game, uh, having that kind of an experience allows us to proceed forward and understand the level of knowledge, be able to adapt on the fly, and tailor our discussions based on the audience that we're talking to at the time. Uh, in other cases, I think I have seen, you know, as, as mentioned, people starting to make use of the virtual backgrounds in Zoom. Uh, I personally have leveraged this functionality uh, a number of times where I uh, have I've turned my training sessions into almost like a news broadcast, Uh, you know, being able to leverage kind of my environment and point and 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 make references on screen where it's not just about the talking head that's talking at you, but actually baking content into the background behind me. So that as long as you've got my video on, you would see some of the content uh, appearing in the background and kind of allows me to approach and navigate the discussions a little different. In the most recent update to Zoom, they now have the ability also to leverage your PowerPoint slides as your virtual background, uh, allowing you to uh, essentially sit in front of your slides and present in bigger ways with much more ease. And this this is just reflective of the demands. Uh, this is reflective of the learning and development community really navigating the change adapting and finding new ways to move things forward in in addition to that i think the other thing that's really been notable for me is watching as the learning and development community at large has begun to understand the capabilities that they possess Uh, for many of us if, if you've been in training for more than 10 years you've lived a life where you've seen the shift go from the trainer and the trainer really reflective of that person who stands in front of a room and delivers training or that person who builds the slides, uh, the evolution from that trainer to the learning and development professional where we get more expanded in our scope. It's not just about building the thing it's about, uh, orchestrating a more comprehensive experience in which we're putting the emphasis on developing people, developing people in regard to specific skills, in regard to specific initiatives, uh, looking at more of a, a holistic approach. Uh, we've, we've had to do this. Again, I, I hate to keep talking about COVID, but it has it's been one of the most incredible catalysts for change in the LD community that I've seen in my entire career. It, it's forced businesses to look at training differently. It's forced everyone to really appreciate and acknowledge what the value is. But over and beyond that, if, if that's not enough, uh, I, I look at how businesses have navigated this journey. And one thing has been crystal clear. Learning and development has risen to the occasion. In countless instances, we've seen you know, businesses reimagining their entire way of being. They have reimagined the products or services they offer. They have had to reimagine the manner in which they deliver those products and services. They've had to rethink whether they evolve their brand and it include new things or scale back. Uh, it, we've seen uh, businesses really just go through this incredible transformation. And in that process, they're having to make some decisions about perhaps, uh, you know, there's a period where a lot of workers were fur- furloughed. And I think a lot of workers are still furloughed or might now be laid off. Um, but for those who have been able to maintain employment, for those LD professionals that have maintained employment, uh, we're seeing them start to really use all of their parts and pieces in fun ways. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, taking stock of the skills that I possess that allow me to be an effective learning and development professional. It's not just about being able to facilitate a conversation, it's not just about the design skills, it's not just about those pieces that are really specific to training, but it's all the other things. It's the project management skills, it is the influencing without authority. It is the negotiation skills. It's the ability to facilitate communication across very, very diverse groups in a way that helps us identify a common ground, helps us align to a common purpose, and uh, kind of getting people encouraged to move forward in a way that is aligned and cohesive and connected. And You know, the other podcasts that we've done so far have been more on topics that we uh, are helping to drive ideas that you can put into action. For this one, it was more just uh, a moment to reflect on the things that I've been able to observe, a moment to offer a pat on the back, a uh, congratulations, job well done for the trainers, the learning and development professionals around the world. Uh, you've been able to rise to the occasion countless times. You've been able to innovate and reimagine and transform what you do and how you do it and the impact it can have on a business. And uh, so that, that was it. Uh, just a, a, a note to uh, capture some of my thoughts and observations uh, for uh, for the Outlook as we go forward, I think great things are in store for the learning and development community as a whole. I think the uh, what we've learned through this adventure over the last seven months and counting is we've had to learn to go internal and really take stock of who each of us is. Really understand our capabilities. Really understand how to use those capabilities for the greater good. Uh, In in many cases, people have had to look at maneuvering from one position to another out of necessity of maintaining employment. I I can't afford to keep you in that job alone. I need you to now do this job and some other job. And the way that we've been able to to scale that is is really by understanding how the parts and pieces come together, understanding that as a trainer, I have to take in a lot of information a lot of complex information. And in many cases, it might be information that I'm really not familiar with. uh, And then turn that into action. So in closing, um, for those of you who have navigated this, uh, whether you have maintained employment, whether you have been furloughed or laid off, uh, don't give up. Keep at it. Always take the time to understand your skills, understand your capabilities, understand the environment in which you are operating, and never be afraid to look for ways to take all those pieces and put them together. You are only limited by the limitations you place on yourself. Until next time, Stay safe, be kind, and never stop learning.